0: Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, amigas, and how are you doing? Welcome, welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. So today we have a very special person. Her name is Carla Sandoval. Carla Sandoval is the director of the Latina Leadership Academy's Entrepreneur Program. This is a program that is in the um, Marshall School of Business for University of Southern California. She is a highly acclaimed speaker, leader, businesswoman, and an executive president team member with the Herbal Life International. Carla travels the world as a master speaker, motivating a whole new generation of entrepreneurs and business professionals, teaching effective tools and strategies for generating huge success. Carla leads success training seminars throughout the United States and abroad, including Puerto Rico, Mexico, Norway, Canada, Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago and Iceland Carla is so amazing and I can't wait for you to listen to this episode as she drops a lot of gold hello 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 amigas how are you
1: all this is jackie from handling your shit so you know what we do here we have amazing conversations with amigas from all over the world and i'm super excited to have a special beautiful soul her name is carla sandoval and i am excited for you to get to know her here at amiga handle your Shit podcast so This is the beautiful thing about uh, Proximity is she's a good friend of one of my very special friends, and uh, her name is Sandra Williams. They're like amiga sisters, and of course, I needed to have this amazing soul to be on the podcast because you're going to learn so much from her. So welcome, 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 miss carla sandoval thank you for the
2: invitation when i got your message i was like really okay let's do this i i will let you know this is officially as i've done other things before but this is my official first podcast interview ever so oh, this is, uh, yeah
1: that's <laughs> awesome i'd love to hear that well thank you yeah you know, it's like it's exciting to um like be have like virgins <laughs> out there beautiful 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 so amiga so when i got it i was like okay beautiful i am so excited for you to be here and amigas are going to learn so much from you you have so much to provide so much information and you have such a tremendous um you know perspective and background so amigas this woman is a latina and we need to learn who is she Where is she from? What's her background? So, Carla, can you tell us a little bit about your background?
2: Absolutely. So, thank you. So, yes, I am originariamente from Uruapan, Michoacán, Mexico. Wow. Yes, it's a beautiful state. And uh, so, I was actually born there. I was born in Uruapan. And I I am the youngest of three. I have two older brothers. And, uh, you know, I come from, I think this is relevant for this podcast, I I was born into a very go-getting, high-energy, handle your shit kind of a family. (laughs) Um, My mother, and it's funny, right? Because they say that you how you come to this world really impacts you, right? So my father was traveling, and uh, I don't think a lot of people know this. My mother was like, I was ready to come out of her belly. I think I was like a couple of weeks, like you know, past the due date, and uh, and my mom handled her stuff and walked herself to the hospital because there was nobody around and she didn't wait for anybody. and There was no Uber back then. Right. So she literally walked herself to the hospital and, uh, and that's how I came to this world. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so I was born in Mexico. I was uh, raised there until I was about five years old. And in, uh, when I was five, uh some I mean before that things happened you know that happened in Mexico and my parents were like we need to get out of here and um so they picked up their stuff and uh my 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 uncle my aunt my cousins my aunt my cousins my mom and my three and and our three siblings so like 13 of us in a van came to the United States with the with a trailer in the back full of things because they were going to come to America to open a restaurant, Ooh. so yeah, so we uh, everything came broken. They brought ceramic things, <laughs> in. so the restaurant <laughs> never opened. So there's your first lesson, and that is things don't always go as planned. Mm-hmm. But guess what? They pivoted and they started another business when they got here. But anywho, um, I got here to the U.S. I was only five or so, and. Um, you know, when I got here, I uh, I didn't speak any English. I didn't, um, I didn't know the culture, obviously. But I think one of the things that and this is so relevant for everybody who's listening, and that is that when you're young, you don't know any better, right? So you just, you handle your stuff. And so I went into an elementary school, And I remember, like, getting laughed at because I didn't know the language. And luckily, a lot of them spoke Spanish, so I could still communicate. But, um, you know, it took one thing, one thing to make all that switch around. And that was that um, the teacher was yelling across. Remember, like, the the school's back, I don't know about now, but they had, like, a huge playground and all the rooms were around she was like your backpack your backpack and i was like no te entiendo." <laughs> and i finally came back and she's like your backpack and all the kids started laughing because i didn't understand well that's all it took jackie i don't know how i got a hold of a, a, a disney thing that had a bunch of books alice in wonderland was my go-to And audios and tapes on this side and all the books on this side. And I remember going up to the roof of my home with the little cassette player, putting it in. And I literally taught myself how to speak English. And um, reading, like, you know, once upon a time, like, I was like listening and following. And so I, because my parents, like most, you know, immigrant parents, they were working around the clock. So it was my two brothers and myself. And uh, we were there all the time alone. That just has a quick, it's a quick reflection of that's how I came to this country. And that's pretty much where I come from, which has molded who I am today.
1: Oh, my God. I love that. Starting with your mom walking pregnant. Come on. I've been pregnant. There's no F in (laughs) weight. I would have, would have been able to do that. Oh my God. How amazing is that? So you came out like as a power woman from the get go and you know, you didn't let anybody stop you. You were handling your shit from the beginning. You got these tapes, you learned how to, how to speak in, in English all on your own. And that just goes with the whole, like being, having, you know, owning your shit right from the beginning. Sometimes it's, it's a uh, learned, but sometimes it's just, this is who you are this is who you are. So tell me Carla or tell us here with Amiga Handle Your Shit. Okay. So then you learned Spanish and then you went through school. So did you go to schools here in Los Angeles or somewhere else in California or where did you go?
2: Yeah, so I was actually raised in the Bay Area, you know, silicon. but okay. well, it was not Silicon Valley back then. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, I grew up in Redwood City, California, okay. and that's where we came to the U.S. So I was there all the way through junior high, well, elementary school, really. And uh, and then my parents, once again, saw that that neighborhood that we were in was probably not the best. This is in the 80s, so drugs and things like that were very, very, very 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 much around us and so my parents were like we need to get the kids out of here and um we ended up moving to sacramento my parents were making a trip to reno took an exit to go to the restroom saw the city called roseville california and they were like these people look different swirled around and they made the decision to move a few months later um we moved to Roseville, which is right by Sacramento. And I went there to high school. And uh, and then when I was there, I, uh, you know, we didn't have the financial means for me to go to the university. And I knew that. And so I went to a junior high for two years there, but I had my eye on, I'm going to go to a major university. So while I was at a junior college, my brother, Eric, who I'm so grateful for him, brought me down to LA. He was here in Costa Mesa and toured all these campuses and I saw a lot of campuses that I fell in love with but the moment I walked into USC uh University of Southern California yes fight on fight on (laughs) on. (laughs) the moment I walked on it was like these birds were like you must come here and uh and uh so what happened is um I applied to only two schools um Berkeley because my professor insisted I did not want to I am not a Berkeley person um no offense like I have a lot of good friends that go there just not my culture right and uh and I applied there I wasn't I wasn't accepted and I applied to USC And uh, I want to share this with you guys, because I feel that this is so relevant, especially in the situation that we're in right now, where a lot of people, especially women, I think, had a taste of what it was like to be home. And although the homeschooling, well, wasn't very fun for a lot of us, um, you know, I feel that a lot of people were like, whoa, what if I could work from home? What if I could do something from home? So what I will say to you is this. When I applied to USC, I didn't hear from them for a while. And I knew that I wanted that. So I was so persistent. I called and I called and I called and they were like, you need to wait. I'm like, and I called and I called and I finally spoke to the dean of the Marshall School of Business. And I won't go through the conversation, but basically he looked at my transcripts. He saw that something was that it didn't make sense. And I was like, that was my moment. That was my moment to sell my, well, I skipped first year. I'm a little nerd. So I, first, I skipped first year calculus in oh, college. Nice. And he was like, you're missing a class. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you, I only see second year calculus. Why don't you have first year? And I was like, oh, this is my chance. So what I say to our, the viewers here, the people that are listening, is that you have to really acknowledge, see where there's opportunities, like there's a crack that opens you got to go in. And so that's what happened. He was like, I don't see your first year calculus. And I was like, this is my moment. So I totally sold myself on why I skipped, how smart I was. Because see, I feel like a lot of times, especially as women, Jackie, yeah, we know our worth, but we don't acknowledge it. Like, Escondidas, like behind closed doors with your really, really good friends, somebody will say, like, you look good. You're like, I know, don't I? Oh my god, girl, I know. But you don't acknowledge that if it's with other people, and that's just a silly example, right? But I mean, how many of us want to make a change in your life? How many of us want to do something different, but for whatever reason, no te atreves? Like you don't won't take a chance. And the moment that you see a little crack, you got to be like, maybe this is it. And like, get in there. Get so that's what happened. So I got into USC and I graduated. Um, and uh, I've been a rebel my entire life. I made my own degree. <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: that. I love that. And you made your own degree, knocking the opportunity, taking charge. I mean, girl, this is what it's all about. Handling your shit, from whenever you see that little crack like you said that's when you go in and start asking questions and start handling it. I'm so excited that amigas out here are are listening to this conversation because that is just one thing that you've done that you you went in and and, and had that crack and you're like I'm going in. Tell us another time that this happened. Um
2: well I guess it wasn't so much like that exactly, but the other time that so I was at USC, and um, well, I guess at USC, as for those of you guys who don't know, the way that the university operates is in a very competitive environment. Like, <laughs> like your grades depend on how you do compared to others. So you could have have gotten a 90% on your exam, but if everybody else got a 90%, you just got to see in the class. So like, it's very competitive, right, Jackie? I know that you went there as well. Oh, yes. So (laughs) um, when I was there, my girlfriend, so here's the thing, one of the things, amigas, I want to encourage all of you who are listening to this, and that is that be so mindful who you surround yourself with. Like you got to have a community of people, okay? I have a community of women, And I have a community of men, like I'm not, I love women, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm personally not somebody that only has women around them because I feel like men also give you such a great perspective on things that we just, you know, they're different. Um, So I roomed with amazing human beings who very challenged me very, very much. And one of them, um, my, one of my best friends, she was like, let's go overseas and um we wanted to go to Spain well there was a overseas program in, in um in uh, USC and you could go like I forgot the countries you could choose from but one of them was Spain and uh and you know and you not you don't all get accepted like it's a process to go like you would think you just pay and you go no at USC you have to interview and uh and then here it goes again right like my girlfriend and I, we were planning on both of us going. And, uh, and so then, long story short, we interviewed, and I've always been, um, <laughs> so I'm just going to say this, I've always been very confident. And I feel like sometimes women could think like, well, I just don't want to be conceited. I'm going to tell you something, amiga. If you don't stand up for yourself and sell yourself, who else is? So when I went into that interview, like I remember like, you know, I sold myself like cause they were like, well, why should we choose you? And I was like, well, let me tell you. And I feel, feel like sometimes women especially are very humble. Like, well, you know, because, and then you even soften your voice rather than my mom, Jackie, my mom used to say, okay. So I hope this is not inappropriate. Chi chi up, tummy in, Nagas out. That's what she would tell me. Like, I love that. Sorry. In English, it's um boobies out, stomach in, booty out. So like, stand straight, basically. Uh, but she wouldn't tell me to stand straight. She would be like, Carla, chichi's out, you know. And and uh, so it was like one of those moments, right? That it was like, okay, let me tell you why me. And anyhow, um, you know, the moment wasn't. I didn't look too well, but again, I kept going to ask, how is the process going? How is the process going? Well, my best friend. It was her idea to go, okay? It was her idea to go, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. She ended up not getting accepted. So now the question is, do I go or do I stay, right? And I just want to invite everybody who's listening, how many of you would maybe feel guilty for going or would say, well, I'm not going to go because I don't know anybody, or would say, "Well, I can't go without her, right?" And so here's the thing: those questions did cross my mind. I'm not going to lie, Jackie. But because I have such amazing, beautiful friends, she was like, "No, you go. I would go without you." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "That is awesome." And so I ended up going, right? And um, and it wasn't an easy process, but I guess my lesson to you is like for everybody who's listening: it's like, how many times do we want something? And again, a door opens, but maybe you don't walk through it because of consideration of other people. And you hold yourself back because of el que dirán, like they say in Spanish, which is like, what is everybody going to say? Or feeling like you're going to leave people behind. But I'll end it with this. And that is that anytime you're going to make strikes in life, you're going to leave. It's inevitable, inevitable. You're going to leave some people behind. That doesn't mean that you cannot turn around and still have contact with them but sometimes people are not going to go at your pace and you just have to ask yourself you know am i worth it enough to keep going because so many times we hold ourselves back whether it's from our significant other our friends our family our coworkers, whatever and you don't live your full life all because of your consideration for others When maybe they don't even, they're not even asking you to stay back. Like, you hold yourself back a lot of the times. Don't you think, Jackie? Like, exactly, exactly. That is the problem.
1: I believe that. And we've been very much, this is part of our culture. We have been learned. We've been taught to be more, oh, be more demure, be more calladita, you know, wait your turn. Don't, don't offend anyone. Don't interrupt. Um, Don't interrupt. Yeah. And, and, and so we grew up with those, those notions, those, I mean, they're, they're, they're great traits to have. But at the same time, when you're growing up, you have no, you don't realize that. No, like, sometimes that's not good for you. That's not good for you. And I'm glad that you're saying this. I'm totally, totally in it with you because we need to stand up for what we believe in and, and really speak up. If we want that job, we need to go and seek it out. We need to speak up. I mean, really, I think we as Latinas, we, we um, innately are super powerful at beyond measure, but we, because we've been culturized to be more subdued, we, we have played into that system. And we need more amigas such as you, Carla, who can like say no. You gotta go for it. You don't, whenever that crack opens, whenever someone you're going on a trip or you're you're trying to go somewhere together with somebody else, and that person doesn't get in, was well, nimodo. I got in, so I'm going. <laughs> right? Like, don't don't stop yourself. Don't limit yourself. So I, I love what you're saying about that, Carla. So so then she didn't go, but you did. So let's talk more about what happened after.
2: No, not on this podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it is not that kind of podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well maybe of- maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was really fun. I have to say, you know, um it it was very fun. It was uh probably one of the most um I feel that everybody needs to, if you like, well. I even if you don't like it, maybe you don't like it because you don't know you like it, you know, but I feel that everybody needs to travel. I feel that when you travel, your world just opens up like you have such an understanding for things, people, cultures, differences, ideas like your world just opens. Um, and so that's what it did for me. And so what ended up happening was um it's okay, I can tell you. So I had a little boyfriend over there. So it was fun. You know? and, uh, but it was, it was an experience because I, you know, I had never dated somebody outside of my culture. Right. And so that was not that was an experience. Um, and just traveling was really, really great experiencing different foods. One of the things I feel like one of the things that I got from that trip. And that is, again, I feel like right now, it's relevant for me to share this for the situation that we're in. And that is that, I was exposed to a different way of doing things. And uh when I was there I remember so vividly I was in um which I don't know maybe this is why I named my son unconsciously Sebastian I was in San Sebastian which is like the northern part of Spain it's so gorgeous over there and I remember being in a cafe like outside just like you would think in the movies like outside drinking some wine overlooking the like uh, not the ocean but I don't know what was there the water thing was there uh, the marina there we go the marina and all these boats and, you know, I was a student, so I was like, "This is the kind of life I want to live." And in that moment, like, I feel like I was exposed. Now, granted, I was on my parents' credit card, okay? So, like, it was like it wasn't my money. But I remember thinking, like, Yo quiero vivir así. like, I want to live like this. I want to travel. I want to be able to eat good food and travel to beautiful places. And that gave me a burning desire to come back. And um, I had. So because of that, I remember that because of that freedom kind of a feeling when I came back to the U.S., I got a job. um, I won't name the company, but it was a very amazing company. And everybody wanted that job from USC. Everybody wanted it. So because everybody wanted it, I felt like I had to take it because I was like, well, everybody wants it. But I got the job. So I guess I'm going to take it. And I was there for three whole months, Jackie. That one, that two, three months. That was it. It's all I lasted. And <laughs> all I lasted. I love that. <laughs> well, because I think like when you have, like, I feel like sometimes people go like, I don't know what my purpose is. And I get that. Or people say, like, I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to challenge you that you probably do do, you probably do know, but you don't allow yourself to like tap into that because of the fear of how am I going to do it so you know I knew I didn't know what I wanted to do I just knew I wanted to live like that I wanted to have freedom so when I worked for this particular company for three whole months I was like I'm leaving I'm here what else can I do and I didn't like it I was like this is not for me so again some now that I'm talking, I'm like, gosh, this is like my pattern here. Um, Somebody named, well, I won't name his name. He was in the company for many years. That person that I was in the company with, um, I can't say her. Okay. So this particular, my boss, my boss, she gave me a task. And I just, when you don't know any better, like I said, when I first started, like when you're little, you have no limitations. So I didn't know any better. So she was like, go get this I don't know. Let's say go make this book. And I went and I made the book and I came down and I was, I had the book in my hand. And this particular person was like, what is that? I'm like, oh, the book I just made. He's like, you just made that book as an example. And I said, yeah. And he's like, I have been here for however many years. He was there for like 15 something years. And I still don't know how to use that machine to make that book. (laughs) <laughs> and Amazing. remember, remember chi chi's up right so i put my chi chi's up and i was like oh well i'm only and this was not good this is not good emotional intelligence i was like oh well i've already been here three months remember i was only t- 23 years old okay and i was like i'm like justifying my 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 ignorance here but i was like "Oh, well, i'm only i've only been here for three months and i was able to do it it's not that hard he turned around don't say that okay that was not a good move on my behalf but he said, you're such a show off. And he walked away. That was it, Jackie. I got in the car crying. And, uh, and I was like, dad, I hate this job. And my dad said to me, well, I won't really tell you what he told me, but he said, I didn't pay your education for you to make another son of a beep, 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 rich. Yeah. And That was it. I quit my job the next, that was like that weekend. I didn't go back. I I never collected my last paycheck. That was not a good move on my behalf, but I just had so much shame going back because I quit. Like I didn't even like give my two weeks notice. That was totally irresponsible of me, but you know, I ended up quitting. And because of that moment, I ended up launching my own business and I was only 23 years old. I moved up to Sacramento and my parents were living in a really nice home in El Dorado Hills. And I was living with my parents with no money, no car, nothing. And I remember thinking like, oh, my God, like I'm going backwards in life. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I had a huge burning desire to get that. And my parents are great, OK, but they're Latinos. So they're like, ¿A dónde vas? where are you going? When are you going to come back? And I was like. I have not had rules for three years, so it was really difficult. So that burning desire, Jackie, with six, six, six dollars to my name, I borrowed my mom's car and I started my business. And um, fast forward, thirteen months later, my business hit over a million dollars in sales.
1: What? I can know. I? Can I? Can I join in? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I Tell can. us about this business. Okay. This is this is incredible, amiga. So listen up. You know, when sometimes when uh, you get a pebble on the road, just like this former boss talking smack to my my beautiful friend here, Carla. You know, you take that. Don't. Yes, we'll do a pity potty little bit. You know, and it's okay. But then you need to wake up and move forward, because those are gifts. That pebble on the road was a gift. So please tell us. Okay, this million dollar. Okay, okay, okay. Now. We're getting into the big leagues, so tell us about this. How can we do that? How can we manifest that?
2: So, yeah, it was literally manifestation, because if you ask me what I did, yes, I worked really, 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 really hard, but it was, and if you guys are taking any notes, if you take one piece of notes, it would be this, and it was ignorance on fire. (laughs) <laughs> that's what it was. Like, I, um, I uh, you know, I basically what happened was, and I, I don't mean that completely, but that's how I started. And the reason I say that, Jackie, is because I feel that there's a lot of people right now, especially with the pandemic situation and everything, that they need to start a side hustle or they need to start a hustle or they need to start a business. Pero no se avientan, like they don't, they don't throw themselves in it because they feel like they got to have all figured out. You, so that's why I say I was ignorance on fire. I had no idea what I was doing, but I kind of did. So what happened was, I um, I'm an executive president's team member with Herbalife now. Um, but I started the Herbalife business, and the reason I chose that opportunity was because, like you, you get to decide how much money you make based on your own effort. So that's one thing I loved because the previous job, the better I did, the more work they give, me, they would give me. Yeah, yeah, and I I'm yeah, sure. right. And they're not paying yeah. you more, Jackie. It's not like they're like, okay, well, we're giving you more work, so we're going to pay you more. No, they're like, esta es bien chingona, give her more. <laughs> right? Like, she's, she's a hard worker, give her more, give her more. And, and me, I was like, I was like, you know, really, Chichi's up. I was like, they, they're giving me more work until one of my guy friends, Mr. J. Serene, he said, Do you realize? they're paying you less by the minute. And I'm like, what do you mean? No, I'm getting paid the same. And then he said, no, you're, no, you're not. Cause you're now doing more work for the same pay. See, here's the thing I'm going to share with you. Anytime you want to complain to someone, complain to somebody who's going to help you get out of it mm-hmm. or somebody who's going to allow you to see things differently or snap out of it. So Jackie, I don't have people around me that if I say oh pobrecita that they go come here baby let's well maybe my aunt okay but she doesn't count but you know I don't have people that can be like she does she'd be like Vendamos, una and she spoils me so I don't call her right but I only have friends that I call friends are the people that literally tell me the truth even though it hurts mm-hmm. Yes. And that was him. He said, you have less, you know, less effort. So back to how I did it was I started this business. So here, if you guys are taking notes on what, what to look for, like, so how I did it was this number one, I looked for a company that was aligned with my values. Like, it's really challenging for you to work in a business. Like the other day, I heard this um, thing. I just got onto clubhouse, right? Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a member of clubhouse <laughs> Just joined somebody, people kept sending me invites. They're like, you would be so good at this. I'm like, what is this? So anyhow, and I was listening to this entrepreneur group and, uh, and somebody said, they said, it's really funny. I'm in the tea business and I don't even like tea. <laughs> right? And, uh, and so for me, for me, and it might be because of our culture, I can't do that so I'm just gonna say so for those of you guys how do you have success number one find something that you're aligned with the values like give like for example I have no judgment around people doing drugs and marijuana and all of that but it's not in my people have asked me why don't you open that business you know that's real herbalized stuff and I'm like (laughs) right because it's just not no, yeah. no judgment it's just not me I wouldn't own a cigarette company I mean that's just not who I am right, right so right, number right. one find something that you're in line with your values number two you've got to have a real clear vision of what you want like if you have see my vision was this get out of my parents house that was my <laughs> vision like you know but I feel like sometimes people over it like they think yeah. that the vision needs to be I don't know what you think but it, sometimes it's just like My vision is, you know, put my son in a better school. My vision is stop asking my significant other for money. My vision is whatever. You might have to start like that. Mm -hmm. So number two is like have a vision, like like have a vision of what you want to create. Why do you need to have a vision? Because entrepreneurship is no joke. You are going to have ups and you're going to have more downs than you have ups. And if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, you are going to quit you're going to quit because as um, the guy from shark tank mark cuban says we're the only crazy people that are willing to work 80 hours a week and get paid for 20 or 30 at the beginning Yeah. yeah and so if you don't have a clear vision you're gonna quit so i had a clear vision get out of my parents house number three I would say it would be, you know, I had a plan like, you know, the vision is great and you can sit there and manifest it all you want, but time to go to work, baby, time to go to work. And here's the thing I will say, the plan needs to be aligned with your vision. Mm-hmm. Because my plan was get out of my parents' house. My visions are I was get out of my parents' house. So every morning when I was working and I would get out of my house and I would go out there and do sales, which is what I did every single day for about six months, I would go to my parents. I would get out of my parents' house and I would go down to Sacramento and I would sell these products and I would start doing the business and I would hold um, opportunity meetings, finding people that also wanted to make some extra income. Every time things got tough, I would, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Anthony Robbins. And so the other thing I would tell you is like in your plan, you have to have, yes, what are you going to do as far as work? Like all of that, but part of your plan also needs to be like, what are you going to do to keep yourself? Well, most people would call it motivated,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? I would call it, what do you keep, what do you, what do, you, what do, you do to put yourself in that state? Mm-hmm. As Anthony Robbins says, like, so for me, it was specific music. Mary J. Blige in Francisco Cespes. Like I would listen to these songs and a lot of the times, Jackie, I would drive back up to my parents' house without having made a sale that day with tears in my eyes. You know, there's a song called La Vida Loca by Francisco Cespes. And that's the song I would sing. And like, I still listen to it. It makes me emotional because I would sing it. And the song says, um, um, this is the life that i that I have chosen to live is a very crazy, crazy life. And so I would sing this song th- the top of my lungs, and that would put me back in state. So when I would go to my parents' house, I would have the courage to wake up the next day and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, find a something, find a company, find a plan that's gonna align with your values, have a clear vision, make a plan, get to work. And lastly, I would say is you have to have a community that is going to keep you like accountable, keep you pushing. My friend, Jay Serene, I love and hate him so much. (laughs) That's the perfect relationship. Yeah, because he would always tell me, are you a millionaire yet? 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 Sandoval, are you a millionaire yet? And he gets under my skin, right? But that's what had me like keep going because everybody thought, Jackie, everybody thought I was crazy to work with Herbalife. Everybody did. Mm. But see, you cannot, you have to see who's giving you advice. I had, I knew what this opportunity could give me. I have the time freedom. I have no limit to how much money I can make as long as I'm willing to work hard and I can do it in the cracks of my day. I get to help people with their health. I get to help people with their, with their wage, with their nutrition, with their energy. So it is something that is in alignment with who I am. Yeah. So therefore, whatever people opinions are like, you can listen to them. You got to know if it's right for you or not.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I love that you gave us a sequence, how to follow it, a strategy. Thank you so much for that. And, you know, your your mentor here, Jay
2: Siri, is that what he's you said? He's not my mentor. Don't call him that. Oh, well. <laughs> well uh, he's would love. He's probably, if I tell him, guess what you were called. My, <laughs> he's my college. Uh, my college uh, I met him in college and we he was my roommate we had a a uh two-story um uh house and there was four men and two women and so he was one of them we all lived together so he would love for you to be like I am your mentor he's just my (laughs) well if he listens to this interview he's gonna hear it
1: (laughs) well you know what you lit a fire on with her and so now we have this boss lady, which is amazing, right? I'm so excited to hear more and more and more. Okay, so you're making all this money. And I know in, when I was reading your biography that there was a moment where you went back to USC. So tell us, you decided to enter into a program, right? Tell us more about it. What is it? How do you get it? How you go into the program? Do
2: you need to apply? What is it all about? So crazy, right? Talk about manifestation. I remember when I was at USC, some of the, my professors made some of the biggest impacts in my life were there. One of them particularly. And he was the, he was a previous Porsche uh, CEO from Porsche, the company. Okay. He had been a CEO before with them and he came to, to teach. So I rem- remember he gave me the best advice and, um, so I remember thinking, like, I want to do what he's doing. I want to have a job or my business and then come back and teach here. And I remember walking the campuses thinking, like, one day I'm going to come and teach here. Now, I don't have a PhD, so that's not going to happen, right? So um, so fast forward, I was, so just to, to tell you something a little bit, really, because I feel it's important for people to know. So I hit a million dollars, and I'm not going to go into it, but I lost it all. I regained it back again. I lost it all, not all, but I lost a lot of it. I got it back up again. So I have rebuilt my business three times. Nice. I think it's important for people to know that because business is not like this. So I share that with you because at one of my lowest points of my life, it was in 2000, I think it was 2012, 2013, something like that. I don't even, I don't want to remember. I was very, 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 very depressed. I didn't leave my house for like four months almost. Um, So therefore, I wasn't working. Luckily, because of the way Herbalife, the way that we make money is that we make residual income. So money keeps coming in as long as I'm doing a certain amount of work, right? So I was still making a really good income. I was living in downtown LA. You would think I had no reason to be depressed. Sometimes the people that have it all have nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was very depressed and I was very, just very lonely entrepreneurship is very, very lonely. And um, so what ended up happening was, again, my beautiful friend Sochi invited me to something. And here's the thing, during that time, I was a yes girl. What do I mean by that? Is that anytime somebody invited me to something, I was like, yes, because here's the thing. And I feel like hopefully this really strikes a chord with somebody who's listening. And that is that if if I can give you any piece of advice is this, it's like, when you least want to go, it's when you must go. So Mm. I was so depressed. I didn't want to leave my house. I was so depressed. I didn't want to do anything. So my girlfriend was like, there's this event at the JW uh, JW Marriott. Let's just go get your, again, have good people around you. She's like, get ready. You're coming with us. I'm like, I don't want to go girl. She's like, I'm not asking you get ready. And I went and that day changed my life. Because that day, I ended up I ended up meeting somebody who then, her name is Connie Perez, who I love so much. Again, who do you surround yourself with? you got to put yourself in places where you can be. Here's my thing. Proximity is power. Mm-hmm. So I met Connie in the back of the bus. And I literally told her this, Jackie. I said, because oh, we're talking, I'm like, do you want to be my friend? I literally said that to <laughs> her. And uh, she's like, yes, we became friends. She kept inviting me to all these events, all these Latino community events, and I was like, "Just invite me. I'm gonna say yes." Again, the moral of the story: you gotta put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, Connie, um, we went to this thing in Long Beach, and she introduced me to Dr. David's, Jasmine David's, and she's my friend, Jasmine David's. And I didn't make the best impression with Jasmine that day. And uh, she kept we kept seeing each other around. She kept seeing me at all these events. She kept seeing me at all these events, and she kept asking because she wasn't very fond of something I said. And so she kept asking her friend, Connie, who's this girl, Carla? And so Connie, again, you've got to have good people around you. She advocated for me. She's like, no, you've got her all wrong. She's amazing. So Dr. Davids kept looking into who I was, kept coming around, kept meeting her. And so finally, one day, She came over to my house. She's like, can I come over? And I'm thinking, I don't even know this lady. And uh, she came over and she started asking me all kinds of questions. Like, was I happy? I was like, no. And she asked me what I've done, what, you know, about how I've done my business, how I build teams, how I build a multimillion dollar in sales business, how I did all of this. And she said, I'm creating a program. Nobody knew at the time. She's like, please don't tell anybody. I'm creating a program. Back then, it was called the Latina Global Executive Leadership Program. Very long name. And it was partnered with USC. And this program was, is designed to help back then. It's went Latinas. Now it's multicultural. Now it's open to everybody. But it's a program that's designed to help women um, bring out their authentic leadership. It's a program that's designed to help women discover who they, how they became who, like all the stories I just told you guys, I know them because I've done the program. And so we draw out our map and you start to see moments where you are like, oh, these were pivotal moments in my life. They're called crucibles. Mm -hmm. And so we did that. And uh, she did that, I'm sorry, for for the leadership. And then I noticed that um, the entrepreneurs in the program were not connecting with the curriculum as much as everybody else because they're entrepreneurs. So I opened my mouth and I said, you know, I really feel that they need something different. So she came to me. She said, would you like to teach it? I'll, you know, and uh, and I was like, "Um." and so you saw <laughs> these books, like, so again, opportunity knocks on your door. What do you do? You figure it out. You create and, it. And- yeah. Yeah. And so she was like, but she told me the truth. She said, cause I have a, I'm a very different person now, but I used to be very defensive. Um, I used to have a unhealthy ego. And so um, she told me, but my question is, could you get out of your own way? Yeah. And I was wow. like, I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> that
2: is a beautiful, that was a gift. That's a beautiful gift. So I said, I don't know what that means. And she said, can you lead powerful, other powerful women? Can you lead them and still be gracious? And so guess I'm like, I don't know, but I'm willing to learn. So the moment I left that meeting in Orange County at Panera cafe thingy um i left and i got onto amazon and i ordered all the max the john maxwell leadership books i ordered every book you could possibly imagine and i started wow. to learn and to develop myself and now i've been working with her for since for this is, we're on our sixth year together um so i teach women on or women entrepreneurs how to scale and grow their business and how to align who they are to their business so in addition to my Herbalife business I mean this is what I do with Herbalife what I do with Herbalife is I teach people how to grow business from nothing so at my USC program with Dr. Davids it's called the Multicultural um, Leadership Institute and um when you go on there, you'll see all the information. There's different programs that she has. And, uh, and so I teach the entrepreneur section, just really teaching women how to align themselves and how to scale their business, um, to the next level.
1: Beautiful. Wow.
2: Boom. Mic drop. I'm seriously like, I'm
1: like, I'm a fan and you know, um, Sandra, I know a lot of women who actually went through the program and, and they keep telling me like, Jackie, you gotta go. And you gotta, and I'm like, see, 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 this place, this place, this place. Cause I'm like, my journey um as you might know it's like i've been a lawyer now for over 20 years and i've been like maybe the past three or plus years i've been really more aligned with the whole transformational life coaching and that's where my business is heading and um so i've got the logic and then i've got this whole like woo 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 where the woo meets the do right (laughs) yeah but you know that's the perfect combination Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's super important that people, you know, just Amiga's out there to understand that if you want to be successful in life, you need to work on yourself first. Number one, you, 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 you know, align yourself with people that have really support you. Not, not they say that they support you,
2: but they actually show you. How would you say that women would know the difference? Yes. How, how, how would I say? Oh you're interviewing me. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm curious because I feel that maybe I don't see it the same way because I'm very fortunate that I only have people around me that are very like um very blunt but m- my husband always tells me like there's certain people Carla that you think they support you but they don't. So I'm really curious. Yes, yeah, no. How do you know when somebody says that they support you and that they really do? Like I'm really I'm I'm really asking you for me. Uh,
1: well, thank you for that question. So basically, what I have learned in these years is that, you know, when you transition in life, like you're going from one job or two, or, or you, you're from one job to an entrepreneur position, or you go into like a different program in your life, you need to notice who is actually following you, who's actually um, checking up on you right? Like, it's like, are they sending you a text once in a while? You don't need to know them that they're going to be there for you every step of the way, but you'll know in your heart and soul that they're there for you because you can always send a text and say like, hey, Amiga, I need your support in this. And boom, no questions asked. They just do it. So it's a, it's, you have to be in line with your authentic self. You know, you really need to know. And Fortunately for me, and I know there's some amigas out there, I'm a bit of an empath, So I know like energy wise, like who is really in it for me and who is not. And I've had that gift since I was a little girl. So I've always surrounded myself by beautiful individuals. And I knew exactly the point where, when I felt like, oh no, this energy does not align with me. This energy just doesn't, they say they support me, but they don't. And it's, it's, uh, it's practice, you know, I, thankfully, God, divine intervention has allowed me to open up my pathways. I mean, I haven't done the ayahuasca, but I will, which is going to show you and level up like the subconscious to a whole different degree. And, um, but I'm telling you, like, if you really are aligned with your, your inner work, your soul's contract, because you've got that, you'll be able to decipher who is there for you or not, and mm-hmm. and you'll see how the universe is going to start pulling people away from you. They're just it's just going to open up because you're more expansive. Now you're not closed. So God is just sent. I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer with God. So universe spirit or your uh, infinite intelligence, some would say, but aligning first like that will allow you to make that distinction between who is there to support you and who is not. Exactly. And, you know, and if you need a little bit more of, um, a, more of a, a routine or something, meditation is, yeah. is essential because then it's that point that you do your breath work, you meditate, and then you put your vision out there, and you're going to see that slowly people are going to fall off of that vision. People that you thought that had your, your back no longer align with you. And you know it because your gut tells you, your gut never lies. That's, that's the universe sending you messages. So amigas, we are super, we are, we are so powerful beyond measure. And, and God just wants the best from you. Like, really, like, I just, like, I get giddy just thinking like, oh my God, like, I could get everything if I want, you know, it's like, and so he sends me all these angels, you know, like, I just knew, like, Sandra, she's. God send me Sandra. God send me Carla. You know what I mean? You just, it's just, it opens up. People will say yes without, well, well but, but there's no, they say yes because they are in line with your energy, with your soul and they know who you are. Yeah. Thank so. you. <laughs> I don't know if I, I might've gone on a tangent there. <laughs> no, it's perfect. But you know, I think that what you're doing is fantastic. So now you're a director, right? The director there at USC at this amazing program and you're leading women. And I know what I've read from your bio that you are the founder and CEO of the entrepreneur intelligence. Is that what it, what it is? Okay. So tell us what is, what
2: is this company about? Well, I actually cannot talk about, well, it's part of the program that I do with USC. I actually got okay. sued using Aww. that name. Uh, it's oh. interesting. No, it's fine. Um, what's interesting, because um, this is probably something that we should all ban. I did not know this about the magazine. So I don't know if you know Entrepreneur Magazine. Yeah. Yeah. When
1: I Googled it, something came up like, yes. Yeah. yeah okay. So
2: Entrepreneur Magazine sued me um, for having that name um, because they feel that they have the right to the word entrepreneur. So they, and I know, I know it's really, really (laughs) interesting. Um, So I just, you know, it's something that I I was really shocked. And the lawyer that represented me, he was like, if I could, we should fight them. I'm like, look, I am not going to fight Entrepreneur Magazine, right? And they have shut down so many businesses that use the name on so many um, uh, like like, um, educational courses that use the word entrepreneur. They will sue them. To make them close their name and sell their name and all that kind of stuff. So entrepreneur intelligence was a company that I started to to um to teach at USC. So it, that that is the program is being the director of the entrepreneur path inside of that program, that's the company that was that formed it. But I had to dissolve it because entrepreneur magazine decided that they wanted the name.
1: (laughs) Okay. But you still, uh, you still teach the processes, all the systems. It's just under a different name. Yeah. Okay. It's
2: just under me now.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? Even better. It's got your name. No one can sue you. Cause it's yeah. got your name <laughs> and I can tell you that because I'm a lawyer. <laughs> so exactly. this is fantastic. Oh my God. You know what? I always run out of time with my guests. Cause I'm like, man, I need to have my podcast. Like, Two hours. <laughs> La charla. It's like fantastic. I love it. So, amiga, before we end this episode, I'd love to know, you know, I ask this question for all my amigas out there. I say, how, how can amiga handle their shit? Like one or two tips how an amiga can handle their shit.
2: Well, I'll tell you how I've been able to this last year. I feel like this last year I've had a huge transition and I would say, I don't know how to word this properly, appropriately without sounding cliche, but you know, I feel that when you, and I know that we've, we've heard this a lot when you truly know who you are and you mentioned it. And like, I've done a lot of years of therapy. I've done landmark. I've done Anthony Robbins. I've done all kinds of things. So like, conceptually, I understood like when I'm good, things are going to be good when I'm aligned. And when I'm like, when I handle my stuff with me, Mm -hmm. everything else would align. And my therapist would always be like, if I wanted to complain about anything, she would come back and be like, what are you doing for you? I'm like, I don't look, look, it is not about me. But I finally understood Jackie, that it is Mm -hmm. that if you want to handle your shit, you want to handle your stuff. The first person you got to handle is you like, no kidding. Like I wake up in the morning and I wake up before anybody else wakes up. And I have um, my Herbalife tea every single morning and I spend some time with me. I meditate. I ground my energy because as you can tell, I have a lot of energy and I could be a freaking tornado. (laughs) So if I want to handle my stuff, 2021, it starts with number one, handling me. What does that mean? Doing things that make me feel good, doing things that make me feel powerful and not putting myself in situations that dis. Did that, that disempower or discredit me or make me feel less than? Like I, yesterday something happened and I literally told myself, Carla, this is not good for you. I literally told myself this, remove yourself. And I walked away and I did something else. So I would say if you really want to handle your stuff 2021, it starts with you really, 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 like no kidding, handling yourself first, meaning What makes you feel good? What makes you feel powerful? If it means doing your makeup, if it means whatever, do it. And what are the things that disempower you? Notice the things that don't serve you and remove yourself from them.
1: Oh, yes. I love that. I think that many of us uh, are placed in positions and that we continue to stay there for whatever XYZ reasons. We continue to stay there and it's just disempowering. And so you start like getting so, so like a little but like a little bubble like you just like muy cohibida you know it's just like oh my god you got to get out of that and get away from people like that those are like
2: energy suckers you don't want to be around energy suckers you know and if you cannot get away from them let me tell you a little tip and that is that when you're so good with you when you're so good with you even if the energy suckers are around you like Jeez. shell yourself because maybe you work with them and just, you cannot let them get to you. You need to be like, for me, Jackie, I snap my fingers and I'm like, get over it, Carla, get over it. And I like, like the Anthony, I, 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 um, I interrupt my state. So if you cannot get a, a, away from things or people or situations that suck your energy, just remember, go to the bathroom. Like Jackie said, meditate, ground yourself, like be good with you. So that when you come back out there to the world of, Haters, you're a shield and it doesn't affect you as much.
1: Amen. I love that. I love your tips. Oh, thank you so much, Carla. There's just it's like a it's a breath of fresh air because you know, I think um, many amigas out there like aren't, aren't aware of the fact that there's personal development, that you really that, that is where you need to be first. Get grounded, get uh, do meditation, change your state. The, get it yourself in those circles because then you're going to be like oh my god i had no idea i had no idea yeah beautiful eternally grateful for you carla and i just you know amigas out there follow carla you know can tell, tell them how they can find you carla
2: so yes on instagram it's uh carla boss lady On uh, my YouTube channel is also Carla Boss Lady. On Facebook, it's uh, Carla Boss Lady, my page. And my personal page is Carla Sandoval. You'll see me wearing a blue, like, vest, um, uh, jacket. And uh, yeah, you can connect with me in any of those platforms.
1: Oh, beautiful, beautiful. You heard it now, Amigas. Thank you so much, Carla, so much for your time.
2: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.